Hey, hey y'all. y'all. And welcome to the Sorry Not Sorry Generation podcast, where we bring you a not-so-healthy dose of humor and reality as we get our hands dirty with some serious nostalgia and question everything. Let's dive in. Hey, y'all. Hey, y'all. It's Misty. It's Ani. And we have a special guest today, my dear friend, Ariel. Hi. <laughs> Ariel's agreed to be a guest on one of our D&D sessions, by the way. Hey! That's going to be fun. <laughs> yeah. It'll be a few uh, episodes in, uh, you know, just for one thing, because I already know where in the plot it's going to happen, so. <laughs> so you and I, when it gets much closer to that, because it's, it's a little ways off at this point, when it gets much closer to that point, we'll have to have a uh, character discussion, so. Okay. So. So just about just like there's just a basic general idea for you that's uh, to give you an idea what's going to go on. But that's assuming getting to that point isn't entirely derailed by utter bullshit that is going to happen in the process. So this is very fair because, you know, it is like not only do I know you and uh, I'm getting to know Aaron, but you're both brand new D&D players. So the level of bullshit that's going to happen is going to be a lot. So I'm, I'm expecting many, many unexpected things. So luckily I have improvisation skills. So yeah, I got to work on mine. I, I don't need you to work on yours and get more unpredictable than you already are. <laughs> Thank you. Like, let's, let's not, maybe really? not do that. Okay. Don't, don't kill me as it is. You've already day one she asked me for wings for her teeth laying like day one she's like can i fly and i'm like no <laughs> but i want to fly i want wings <laughs> your tiefling doesn't get wings unless it's a variant tiefling this is true and it, like there are specific subclasses that get uh uh wings too of sorcerers but uh no wings in your shadow sorcerer not yet you can find a magical item that has wings I don't need you flying into trees, girl. You gonna fly into trees. <laughs> Not wrong. I like how the one time Dumbledore shows up, it's to save Trelawney. Oh, no. And it's just like, okay, but Dumbledore, you were keeping your distance from Harry for a reason. You know, because of you were worried that Voldemort would sense their connection and everything like that. So he tried to avoid Harry. Why are you avoiding literally everyone else in the school, too? Like, that doesn't make any sense. You're avoiding all of the teachers, all of the students, all of literally everything else. Because he literally doesn't care about the other students. Oh, that's fair. I'm not sure he's aware there are other students, to be honest. Outside of Ron, Hermione, and Harry, and... Hermione and Ron are like very small <laughs> compared yeah. to. Can you, he has do a, you realize? Like, that, sorry, like, do you realize that Hermione's like world is crumbling right now because she cannot be in class, she cannot learn because yeah. Umbridge won't teach them anything. Like this is where Hermione really starts to go like <laughs> away from her like directly rule followingness. She's like. Learning that rules aren't everything as long as she gets what she wants in the end. <laughs> I think that's why this book is and was my favorite is because I related to Hermione so much. Yeah. Especially being a homeschooled Christian yeah. mother. <laughs> and 
with the ridiculousness that I learned that I'm like, this ain't it. <laughs> I'm gonna go learn some other things my way. That's fair. That's that's very fair. And like Hermione, I love Hermione, but in those early books, she gets so annoying because of how she rigid is. she is with all of the rules. And it's just like you have to learn to let something go. And this is the the point in her you know, in her development where she learns that there are more important things than rules. And, you know, being angry about somebody torturing your friend with blood magic is one of them. Of course, none of them ever really get to the point where they do the intelligent thing and inform an adult, which would have been great. Does McGonagall pick up on it eventually? I don't remember. But, like, I have a really hard time believing that considering how many people she was doing it to and various age ranges too because like there was at one point where the twins were comforting like a first year or something like that yeah that, like none of the teachers pick up on this sorry i don't believe that you don't notice that these students were getting injured and like walking around with huge bandages on their hands and stuff like that you're telling me not a single student walked My in to like the um the medical wing like at all, all my gut is telling bleeding. me my gut is telling me that McGonagall picked up on it but she couldn't do a damn thing about it like i i don't understand how you could stand there and like hey uh they're torturing these kids with blood magic and then like i don't like rita skeeter but she would have eaten that shit up oh hogwarts like, would have been closed down the in next instant you walk up to lucius malfoy and uh, tell him his son is in danger of getting tortured with blood magic and watch that whole fucking school crumble to the ground like i don't like lucius malfoy and i don't like rita skeeter but you can weaponize that kind of bullshit like yes. you could turn that against them and you, and they should have they should have done literally anything because even like if you didn't like go with like lucius malfoy or something like neville's grandmother is crazy oh. and strict as shit she would have lost her damn mind like she would have walked into that school and burned it to the ground like the school would have left itself like it you wouldn't have had to worry about it hogwarts is sentient it would have left it would have seen that woman coming and been like nope and just left and like no like i don't understand how you don't go to like a newspaper or something anything because you can't tell me that uh rita skeeter wouldn't have eaten that up for the scoop of a lifetime of like to get like fudge disposed of like of his position and everything it would have been amazing she would have loved it just for the pure gossip of it you spin a little romance story in there between umbridge and fudge too oh it would have been beautiful <laughs> oh it, it could have been beautiful and an, and an epic destruction and you could have used your own worst enemies to do it it would have been lovely but they didn't think of any of that but like and what really surprises you is hermione who traps a woman in a jar for a year didn't use her leverage I love to that be she like hey that. here we go yeah right um i harry darling you refer to cedric as watching a friend die before your eyes you had like three conversations with this boy max and it was one talking about dragons then him telling you to take a bath which is still weird and like maybe another conversation after that but you, you can't really call him a, a friend i'm not entirely sure you know his last name 
And like his Cedric's best friends made those pins, the Potter even in there, apparently. Was it? Uh, I thought Draco made those. No, it was the Hufflepuffs. So they did that. Hufflepuffs are nasty. <laughs> like the Hufflepuffs. Didn't uh, Draco? They made the, a song, right? Like Draco and the Slytherins. Yes. Yeah, the Weasleys kind of are. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fair. The Weasleys are King song. That's right. Which is still i would like to know what draco did to get a bunch of slytherins to get together for choir practice to <laughs> sing about weasley and it's just like okay like look there's there's a lot of like gay undertones in harry potter none of them to me were ever like in the original series of reading of dumbledore and grindelwald which was a surprise when we learned about that but like there was a lot of it in a lot of other ways it just wasn't that so because like you can't tell me the amount that harry and draco stared at each other is like normal heterosexual shit <laughs> because like like they moved like the when they made the movies they make the slytherin and gryffindor tables next to each other so it makes more sense for them to be staring at each other all the time instead of opposite ends of the great hall which is what it is in the book so you know like something's got to be going on and and draco sits there and he thinks about what can i do to put a song together for ron weasley like draco sweetie uh what because <laughs> that's not that's that's not something people typically do if they're not inclined to um definitely be gay at least on some level so but then again ron the way he slobbered over victor crumb so you know <laughs> I know. Draco Ron, Ron. fangirling over Richter Crom is hilarious. Like, I'm sorry, but just, just take take a moment in your life to really think about a relationship between Ron Weasley and Draco Malfoy and the level of what the fuckery would happen out of that. Oh my god, can you imagine telling the parents? <laughs> imagine like their relationship succeeds and like they get married and now Lucius Malfoy and Arthur Weasley are in law. <laughs> <laughs> like like take a moment to think of those of those holidays with i'm the picturing the weasleys in the same space oh god i don't the know who's in the burrow oh, oh my god uh the weasleys in malfoy manor that that too like, i don't know I'm, more upset about the arrangement than Arthur and Lucius. Lucius. I well, I Lucius. think instead of I Arthur think... and Lucius, it would be Molly and Lucius. <laughs> 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 I feel like Arthur would be happy as long as his son is happy. Like maybe a little like Eaton, really, but Molly Weasley versus Lucius Malfoy is something only dreams are made of. <laughs> This is true. She did like try to actively break up Fleur and Bill. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I the amount of bullshit that would happen between the like Ron and Draco from the outside forces of their families of trying to get them to be so like this is not a ship I've ever even thought of, but the implications are beautiful and amazing. And I'm like, I don't want to read the fan fiction on it, but I bet there's great <laughs> fan fiction out there on it. Because like Harry and Draco is is a is probably the most popular ship in Harry Potter, oh God. and like in a lot of ways it makes sense. You know, it's it's for one thing, it's a, the typical enemies to lovers bullshit, but like at the same time, 
I, you know, like, and I can see it, but Ron and Draco would just be something else entirely. And that would be. I'm picturing the fan fiction scenes that they're writing of them just going at it in bed. And I'm just getting <laughs> such lovely <laughs> images. <laughs> One, that was your first thought. That's where thought. Not the Molly versus Lucius or anything else. No, 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 no. This is that video that I sent you the other day about the um the, about that guy who was talking about how despite the fact that he's 30, he's gonna continue to read fan fiction because mm -hmm. nothing beats reading fan fiction of Naruto topping Sasuke. Like that, when you sent that to me, I'm like, okay, okay. And then it got to that last point, and I'm like, I'm not sure I expect it to go that <laughs> I said it to you because it was so unexpected, but so relatable. And I'm just like, oh, well, yeah. Like, Ariel, if you've read any Kylux fan fiction, that is where my mind went. Oh. No. Mm. But I don't read how I'm tempted. Do yeah, it. Uh, we look up Kylux. Apparently, uh, <laughs> a, a friend, Aaron, reads a lot of it and sends it mm. to Ani. And that's mm -hmm. how I've heard about some of it. Because uh, I don't know anything about Star Wars, so like it just like whoo, who goes right over my head? No, but you don't because you tried to tell me the names of the Star Wars movies you have seen, and I had to decode that <laughs> to figure out. I'm like, I think this is this one. Space NASCAR didn't make sense. That one actually, I was able to put together. One. The Phantom Menace. Space NASCAR, Space Romeo and Juliet. And that would the first be one with the chick. <laughs> that would be seven with Ray. Yeah. So, and Audie's the reason I've seen the one with Ray. So, because her and I are the ones that I went with her to the midnight showing, and that was the very first one I ever saw. So, but don't worry, Ariel. We're going to be changing this because um, Aaron has roped her into watching the original trilogy. Okay. I thought you were going to say the next one's after number seven. No. Don't no, 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 we're going with the original trilogy, like four, five, and six. I'm not looking forward to it for the record, just just <laughs> so we're all on the same page. I'm not looking forward to it. I'm a CGI snob, and I don't like anything made that long ago. Well, great, so you'll have plenty to say later when we get to growl. Yeah. <laughs> I will understand your wedding better, though, and like the themes, so... Like, <laughs> make more sense to me so like there's that it's like hey what's this symbol like and i i won't know if like is what what is this what is this a good symbol or a bad symbol so we'll watch them before your wedding and like i'll, I'll know I'll yeah. like, oh since like our the rings we're getting are luke and leia themes Aww. although we do kind of have a little anakin padme thing going on with our or at least that's what I'm pulling inspiration from Padme on yeah. clothing. Oh and yeah, because Misty was telling me about the dress, and I was going, "Yeah, it's very Padme." <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it'll be good, but at least this way I'll understand like the references and and, and things like that, and I'll I'll get it better. So it's okay. You probably won't be the only one lost. That's 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 fair, but like. As the maid of honor, I feel like I should understand the basics and not just like I Luke, I am your father. So like the mother of the bride probably won't understand majority of the reference. That's fair. That's that's <laughs> fair. I would be highly surprised if she like was a like, huge Star Wars fan. And I'm just like, hmm. 
Maybe she will because my brother is a nut over Star Wars. That's true. Uh, she might have seen them, which is still a, more than I have. But yeah, like we're going to watch the original Star Wars movies. And I don't know if we're watching the ones, the other ones. The I don't know. I will let Erin decide if she wants to subject you to the rest. I've, because I've, The unfortunate part is, is if we did that on the podcast, we'd have to watch all of them. Like we couldn't Not just watch the one I haven't seen. Because we can't just watch uh, four, five, six. I think six is the one I haven't seen. The, of the you haven't made seen in the 2000s. four, five, and no, one, two, and three are the ones that were made in the 2000s. Yeah, but like if we watched four, five, and six, we couldn't just watch six, which is the one of that group I haven't seen. We'd have to watch four, five, and six. Oh yeah, that's the plan. All yeah. of them? We're watching all six movies? No, 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 just four, five, and six. My one plus two thing that came Because they're the original ones that came out in the 70s. Okay, the ones in the 70s. I'm talking about the ones in the 2000s. No, we're not watching The three that came out in the 2000s. No. If we did watch them, we would have to watch all three, is what I'm saying. Yes. Which would mean I'd have to rewatch Space NASCAR and Space yes. Romeo and Juliet. I don't want to watch Space NASCAR. Like, Space NASCAR was okay. But Space Romeo and Juliet, I didn't even finish. I watched, like, two-thirds of that movie, and I'm like, oh, no, this is just Space Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> like, regular Romeo and Juliet. Like, no. You know... Or they put all the proclamations for this stuff on there. Like, they put them on the on the wall and they hammer them in there. That wall, when they're done, is probably so full of holes. Like, I'm surprised it still stays put. It's a magical school. Come on. Also, I believe in the Room of Requirements, to get the door to unlock and reveal itself, you have to walk back and forth in front of it three times. Three Not times. the one... Not the one Passover that uh, Neville just did. Also, and you this know, is the- whatever he's thinking was very vague. Like, you have to be specific when you're doing your three passes. And I think at this point, even Hogwarts is pissed. And it's just like, nah, you're not doing blood magic bullshit in my school. Let's go. Like, let's do this. You're lucky they didn't open it and find a fucking dragon in there. <laughs> it's it, like, it's Buffy's is- the hiding spot. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, like, they were on the seventh floor. Like, this is on the seventh floor. And right before Neville, like, found this room, he ran into Crab and Goyle. What are Crab and Goyle doing on the seventh floor, not too far from the Gryffindor common room? That's good point. They probably got lost, honestly. Even Neville looks annoyed, <laughs> like, at his spell failure. But <laughs> I love how out of all the students that are here, Harry's the only one that knows what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Like, the only... Because he's, like, the only one that, what, has need or cause to, like, practice magic? Because he's always trying to... Someone's always trying to kill him. Like, everything that the other ones have learned has all been bullshit magic, so... Filch is having such a hard-on with being Umbridge's Mole. <laughs> Filch is to Umbridge as Umbridge is to Cornelius Fudge. Yeah. Fair. I feel like Harry's a bad choice in teacher and the fact that I'm pretty sure he only knows one spell and that's Expelliarmus. Yes. So like he spent a long time teaching people one single spell. And yet, I, Ginny ends up being like a badass because she was oh, everything. Of course, Ginny's a badass. All of it. 
You don't grow up with that many brothers and don't be a badass. <laughs> you don't grow up with that many Like, nobody bets in favor of Ron when it's Ron versus Hermione. Well, Neville did. Oh, no. He, like, did a little, like, throw. <laughs> he did the little, like, fist oh, bump, but he immediately like, regrets it. He's <laughs> just like, shit. <laughs> and I love how the twins are always betting on each other, on stuff. <laughs> Always, like, <laughs> Ron's just like it's 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 bad, and then the twins are like, obviously, she not only kicked your ass, she destroyed you in one move. I don't know why anyone would think you could beat her. Like she's very like textbook and everything, but like at the same time, once Hermione learns something, it's not going anywhere. All students would submit to questioning. I hate that it's all the Ravenclaws. Like yeah. all this, it's not just. They, it wasn't just Cho. It was all the Ravenclaws except Luna. And I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, the Ravenclaws in, in the book were not great. Sure. Like, the Ravenclaws are the ones who are picking on Luna, too. And it's just they like, that doesn't... Them. Like, they don't portray any house with the exception of Gryffindor in any positive light. Like, they they do it in a much less and more subtle way for the other houses besides Slytherin. But for Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff, they don't do very well by them either. Because like you said, they made the badges. The Hufflepuffs mm -hmm. did the badges. And then the Ravenclaws are the ones, uh, it, you know, who like snitched and everything like that. So It was like Cho's friend that, yeah. like, that didn't want to go in the first place. So, but she reluctantly went because Cho was like, oh, I want to go. Yeah. But she only wanted to go because of Harry. Yeah. yeah. So, which is weird. Like... Your boyfriend literally just died, girl. Like, and this is the boy died. that saw him die. Like, and yeah. you want to go out with him? That's real weird, girl. Like, you need she needs therapy. They all need therapy. They all need therapy. And then when they were on that stupid date at that tea house, like she like goes off on him, like, oh, Cedric wouldn't do this, and she's like, and it's just like I don't know what weird shit you're projecting, but I don't look like a vampire. Thank you very much. <laughs> Nothing more than what we are now. I have a huge problem with the Slytherins being willing to work for a bridge. Because I really feel like they would have an issue with being subject to the government's, like, lackeys control in that way. Especially for someone who they probably absolutely don't respect. Like, you can't tell me Lucius Malfoy doesn't go home and bitch about a bridge. Like, there's no way. Because she would try to undermine all of them because anybody who doesn't agree with uh, fun. Like I think that she probably doesn't have a lot of good standing along most of the houses. I would argue that Ginny in this movie is the closest to book Ginny that yeah. we ever get. That's fair. Like earlier when they were on the bridge, you know, she gets very upset when Hermione tells Harry that Cho was excited. You know, yeah. you can see her like pull away. Yeah. It's because it, her character development pretty much ends in this movie. <laughs> so, in the next movie, she is mostly portrayed as kind of a slut more than anything else. Like, she's, yeah, like she's all over that guy in the three broomsticks and everything. And then, like, the weird, the shoelaces things in like the next movies. And it's just, no. Like, they don't do Jenny... They not only don't do Jenny justice, they actively destroy her character. No, they don't. Like, in the movie? Like, the only things, interactions you really see from her is her making out with that dude in the three broomsticks. 
uh, her making out with Harry, and then the weird like your shoelaces untied scene. And okay, okay, he, yes, because like in the movie, it's really weird and awkward. Because like in the book, in, in the book, she's great. Like in the book, she's you know, there's a lot of character development for. Her. In the movie, they actively destroy the character development. Okay, yes, she makes in the in movie, the they just they just fuck her over. Yeah, and even though this is like the closest to book Ginny, it's still not good. Yeah. <laughs> I like how he's like Harry's trying so hard to dismiss the twins. Like, guys, I'm trying to like. There's a girl. Like, come on, like move. And the twins are just looking, like, what is wrong with you? Pranks, money, investments. And they're just like, why are you not interested in this? This girl needs therapy and definitely shouldn't be seeking a relationship directly after her boyfriend was murdered, without some kind of intensive therapy. Also, like. How much of an age gap is there between Cedric and Cho at the time? They're the same because, year, aren't they? No, I don't think Cho's so. Because Cho's a year older Cho... than Harry. And wasn't Cedric a year older than Harry? Well, no. I, Cedric was a seventh year. Yeah, because he had to be oh, seventh. Oh, that's right, he had to be a seventh year. So two years between... Because isn't Cho... I thought Cho was in Harry's year. No, Cho was a year older than Harry. All right, so it's, I guess it's a... Well... Seventh year and a fifth year. I guess it's not as terrible, but I don't know. There's a lot of questionable relationships in this series. I'm learning as we rewatch it. In all honesty, this is one of them. the The weird Harry Cho making out. Okay, it's so awkward too. It is. It's there's zero chemistry. They're like standing at all rigid. <laughs> And I, I love Harry's explanation of it to his friends, too. It's like, it was wet because she was crying, and it's just like, Harry, what the fuck? It's just like, you kissed the sobbing girl. Like, that doesn't... What? What a terrible first kiss. I love Hermione trying so hard to explain feelings to these boys. <laughs> Hormones! This is like, uh, does this just not make sense? Like, the, the thing, too, is her explanation of like the chose different many layers of feelings make sense to me and it's just like the boys are just like she has more than one emotion at a time like <laughs> like is confused by the concept of multiple emotions it's just like really as someone who lives with a boy and has to explain <laughs> female things to a boy um that's actually pretty valid because there are times <laughs> when i'm explaining the female uh the things that we have to deal with. And he goes, huh, I never thought of it like that. Like, <laughs> just, huh, interesting. It's like, huh? Like, I, I, how, do you, how do you not have all of these emotions in many layers all at once? And it's just like, you, you can feel like six different things at once. And I don't understand how people don't know that or feel that way. And it's just like, huh? Also, what is... I never questioned it before, but why is Arthur Weasley in the Department of Mysteries? Nothing about his job should require him to go to the minister, like the Department of Mysteries. He, I think it was an order thing that he was yeah, there he was, because of the prophecy. Yeah, I think they were on guard duty. Yeah, of that room. Or looking down because because like, Ariel's right. It was definitely an order thing. I remember that. Like that, that, yeah. that was the reason he was there. Never asked. Asked He's purposely not looking at Harry. 
Which is weird yeah. because that doesn't stop anything. Like, if Voldemort's looking through him, he can still see you. If he's looking through Harry's eyes, he can see that you are in Dumbledore's office. Like, come on. Yeah, he can hear you talking to him. And all you're going to do is piss Harry off more. Like, and when you ignore a child, that, that's what happens. <laughs> like, that's very true. Like, Harry is freaking out. I feel so bad for Harry in this movie because nobody gives a shit. And, like, nobody's going to explain anything to him. It's just like, somebody, please talk to this child. He needs something. Even, like, I don't like Snape, but even Snape walks in this room and, like, something is wrong. <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? And if Snape looks at you like something's wrong, then something's really fucking wrong. Really wrong. Of course. I'm not sure how comfortable I'd be walking into Snape's office and he unrolls a giant thing of serial killer knives <laughs> that he meticulously sharpens and cleans. Like, um, I'm alone with you in a dungeon with a lot of knives. That's horrifying. A lot of vials of things that Harry has no freaking clue what they do. Because yeah. he might be good at defense against the dark arts, but he sucks at potions. Yes, he does. Which is sad, considering uh, his family invented uh, a lot of different potions. Yeah. Also, why does Snape, when he, because he's going to teach Harry, like, occupancy, why did Snape need knives for that? He didn't use any of them. He took the thing of knives, rolled them out on the table, then turned around and addressed Harry with a wand in his hand, not a knife. What was the purpose of the knives? I think his wand was with him. That would be so weird. Like, oh, when I don't want to use my, my wand, I just pull out one of my plethora of knives. I don't want to cast a spell. I just fling knives at people. So I throw a knife. Like that was Snape's fighting style during the last war. He didn't even bother with spells. He just fucking threw knives at people. He would be more effective, efficient. Honestly. Yeah. Because like, what are you gonna do? Like counter charm? Like a fucking knife coming at you? I mean, it would take people off guard. True. Wizards would definitely not be expecting that. <laughs> yeah. And in all honesty, see that's why I think if Voldemort would have literally leaned into his Muggle heritage at all. Like, he could have had this whole thing won a long time ago. Like, purchase one muggle gun. No wizard would be prepared for that. Whatsoever. How Molly. does Molly still not figure out which twin is win after all these years? It Yeah, like, it bothers me that Molly doesn't know her children apart. Like, that's kind of weird to me. Like, you should probably know which of your children is which. It always threw me off when I was younger because I say Happy Christmas rather than Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. And I didn't know, like, that was just, like, a British thing. They're like, happy Christmas. And it's just, like, I guess that makes sense. You know, like, but I don't know why we say Mary, so. I don't know. Harry. Mary's just like, please stop putting me in the center. Yeah, they, even his own friends and family are doing it. Like, he's just like, please don't. Why does Sirius spend his free time staring at his family's tapestry? Like, that's just making it a lot worse for you, my dude. Surely something better to do. I want to say, I want to say that in the book, like Sirius did not go in that room. Yeah, I think Harry found it first, but like Harry, Sirius stares at it a lot. I love Sirius, but he has terrible fashion taste too. 
Like, it's the worst fucking out. Like, that purple jacket on that green, like, whatever shirt is. And, and it's all in velvet. All of it's velvet. It's so weird. It, that house has got to be musty as hell. Ugh, it's with how much with how much fabric is in that house Ugh. oh yeah like that wall on the stairs that's behind him i can't even begin to tell you what material that is it looks like wood but that has had really old uh like fabric placed tightly over it it's very very disturbing looking also this tree and the way they've portrayed it throughout this room um, is a branch that continues like outwards not down so technically this is a generation or two maybe but it's not like listing whole like giant generations of families because it's just going out in a circle pretty much displaying the current generation and then that's it or the current living generation and that's about it like where are your records from like before your grandfather <laughs> serious like it does like can i scroll the wall down like, my hands on it can i scroll it down and look through like centuries of history can i cast my wand at it and just like have it like start circulating like like a projector of all the yeah. generations it just doesn't make any sense every time i look at it i'm like what is the order of this at all? yeah it, it doesn't make it like because you'll see like the like the cousins and like bellatrix and her sisters and everything on it doesn't make any sense also i don't think we ever see draco on this and which no. is weird because he should definitely be on this considering his his mom but it's i don't know they didn't put a lot of thought into this wall so and finally somebody actually has a conversation with harry like whole it only took most of the school year for somebody looked at harry and like your reactions are valid and your feelings are valid you're not becoming the next voldemort it's really sad it took six months for somebody to look at this kid and be like you're not evil harry and the convicted convict had to be the one to tell you that is it serious? He says that we all have good and bad in us. Yeah, the light and dark inside of us. Yeah. To act on. Is it this yeah. moment too? I think it was the in the station when right after he turned into a dog mm -hmm. at the train station. I think it was that. And I always feel bad that Harry loses serious. Like it's this so not. Harry's fair. not meant to have any kind of like familial relationship. I mean. It, that's a theme they keep up in the cursed child apparently because that's a shit book so we don't need to go there oh <laughs> i did not exist. i did not like that stupid book. that's that reads like a really bad fan fiction so like a really bad was written by a 12 year old fan fiction no just ditch toe don't tell her anything just to tell her anything that's how this whole series operates don't tell anyone anything ever I like how Umbridge is just like you've been away for your health and you're covered in like wounds on your face and you live in what is essentially a hovel. <laughs> like what it like yes, your your wherever you went was clearly better for you than this. Screw you. Like what is the <laughs> point of like spraying his house down? Like, like just gonna little spritz on the front door like next, like yeah rid of this like she's just officially written it off in her life with with perfume she's like nope 
would it have made more sense to send a giant to deal with the giants rather than Hagrid? Yes. Like, it would have made more sense to, like, become I couldn't have they put in the effort to, like, become friends with a a giant who could then talk to the other giants, but instead of, like, genuinely just being friends with other species, they're like, we're just gonna send the next best thing, and then go and you you know, you exploit that part of yourself and go try and do it. From what I remember in the books, the giants don't really like the wizards. Well, to be honest, I mean, the wizards don't like the wizards, so... (laughs) I mean, true. None of the other sentient species like the wizards, though, to be honest. So, like, the centaurs don't like them. The people don't like them. Maybe it's because they get treated like absolute garbage by the wizards. The goblins don't like them. Sounds sounds about accurate. Oh look, Bellatrix is out. Really explain how they got off the island. Because you have to make the assumption that even the more powerful wizards and everything like that couldn't operate without a wand. So, like, do they just hitch a ride on the Dementors? (laughs) Just like a broom? Just jump on a Dementor? (laughs) Wee! It's like, you! Come here! And I never realized until you see that up close of Azkaban itself, how many jail cells there must be in this place. And Filch somehow still doesn't believe anything Dumbledore is saying. Oh. Not folks, fudge. Yeah. They both have the same IQ levels, so. I mean, Seamus gets it together for more yeah. fudge. <laughs> for once, and I'm sorry, but is anybody else reading the names of the cereal boxes? One of them was like Owl O's or something like that. <laughs> That's adorable. Well, he was got to try O's. And- yeah, it has like a giant owl word on it. It was adorable. <laughs> Just like that's that's the magical version of Cheerios. It's owl. I love how like as the actor that played Neville mm-hmm. got older, they had to physically uglify him. Yeah, they had to put him in like a fat suit and everything like that. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. to Just be fair, so out hot. of all of them, he was the best looking at the end of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> he. Oh, he had one hell of a What happened? Up. I don't know what the hell happened to the other ones, but at the end of those movies, like Neville is the best looking one out of all of them. It's just like, all right. This is one of those parts that I really hate that they took out the hospital scene. Yeah. Where you can see just how badly screwed over Neville's parents are. So that little confession he just did has like more weight to it that's true rather than just being like a random subplot point for later and it's just like you know you could have given neville more depth than that teaching luna lovegood to focus Ooh. Ooh. I'm, i still the thing that drives me nuts about the patronus is i don't know what memory i would use like i I don't know what memory I would use to conjure my most happy memory and everything. Of like, especially like in the heat of battle and everything. How do you focus enough on that memory to like summon a spell like that? I'm being attacked. Think happy thoughts. <laughs> oh no. Things are rumbling. 
Like when the castle starts to rumble, there's usually a good idea that you should probably leave. Not just stand there and stare at where the rumbling is coming from. The room of requirements can make anything. I'd be having it make me a new door. Like it, on the other side. It did that earlier. Why isn't it doing that now? Yeah. Is it I wonder if there was a way they could like have asked it to be like undetectable? Yeah. <laughs> Harry hadn't moved that child. Umbridge would have murdered that child. She didn't care. She did it with a smile. Yep. She is way too happy she to is. be punishing the, these children. I've been telling you right from the beginning. Oh God! Here she is sucking up to Fudge. Her secret boyfriend and lover. Percy, like this is slug Percy in the face. I will admit, as many issues as I have with Dumbledore, his ability to exit a room is fantastic. <laughs> like, like, I aspire to that level of drama. Like, I wish I could be that dramatic. Dumbledore. <sighs> Azkaban. Imagine trying to hold Dumbledore in Azkaban. Like, <laughs> also, you're putting him in jail for students having a club named after him is what is boiling down to. <laughs> you, like you're just you're just grasping at straws that Dumbledore is secretly trying to get your position at the Ministry that mm. he could have gotten years ago and he declined. Yeah, because he wants to manipulate children more than he wants to manipulate adults. <laughs> <laughs> that is still really cool. That whole like immediate timing of the clap in the Phoenix, like damn, all right. Like a minister, Andy and I. Dumbledore's my style. Dumbledore does have style. That's very fair. That's very accurate. Cause he knew he got the style. The sad part is now Umbridge is in charge of the entire school. This is what I fear. This is what I fear. <laughs> This is my Bogart right here. <laughs> Your Bogart in school. <laughs> the government com coming in and taking total control. And I have oh. no say anymore. The question is, what do you fear more? The Texas government or the United States government? Texas. Texas? That's fair. Especially Texas. the steps they're taking right now. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Yeah. You, you don't you don't want a weapon with you and all of the other teachers in the classrooms? Yeah, that is yeah, that's the most bullshit thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Is she locking all the students in? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, they, these are uh, now a prison school to take a test. Yes. Ah, I'm surprised she hasn't made them take the test with that quill. Oh, <laughs> also. This this scene always bothered me because like why are the twins taking the same test? Yeah, oh, no, and, and uh Luna's there. Oh, so they're yeah. in the yeah, they're in detention. My bad. This is well, not the Yeah, I thought it was the test. No, this is detention. She looks like she's in the Game of Thrones on that throne <laughs> where she's just like enjoying her rule. She is way too happy about it. She is about torturing people. Uh, nope. 
fuck off. <laughs> like, fuck off, Joe. It's like, you're the reason I we're all dealing with this shit. It's like, you're the reason we're all being tortured, so. Oh, look, Harry's wearing a different shirt. <laughs> oh, and it looks so new. It's because he's never worn it before. He'll never wear it again. But the 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 string for the hoodie part is missing, so it's got to yeah. be somewhat old. Of course it is. It's it's Harry. In all honesty, he probably found it in a thrift store somewhere and bought it without one. I like Hagrid trying to sneak. Like he's not half giant and just massive. He's just like, hello, I'm not nine feet tall or anything like that. Roll with disadvantage, Hagrid. Why why wouldn't you just send an owl? Okay, the PG in this scene deteriorates. It does. Like, these kids gotta quit following Hagrid into the Forbidden Forest. (laughs) Like, nothing good comes from this. They're constantly doing this. So You're right. Fun. Year one, Voldemort. Year two, spiders. <laughs> and everything tries to eat them. Like, Jesus. Like, he, Harry followed him into the forest and found dragons in the fourth one. And like, now geez. we gotta deal with a half giant. Another half giant. That's more giant than Hagrid. I thought he was full giant. Is he not? Is he full giant? I think he's full giant. Yeah. They have the same okay. mom. Yeah, okay, they have the, full the giant. same... A- but toddler full giant. He's completely harmless as his face gets close to mine. Is he like I don't care how like harmless he is. He suspends you in midair. I would have a problem. You have him tied to a tree. He's harmless. <laughs> and you think that's oh you know, he's harmless, but I feel the need to tie him to a tree. Hermione using her uh, her teacher voice. <laughs> <laughs> check that out. <laughs> I, it, it works so yeah like maybe your half brother looks sad because you have him tied to a tree Hagrid why is he here or maybe why he's you... because like, he knows his PG is awful he knows he's not being done justice with his looks Yeah, the worst CG in the entire series <laughs> yeah definitely Somebody Ring bell, uh, like a <laughs> like a bicycle handlebar. It's so awkward. It is. He gets his own food at all. How does he get his own food, Hagrid? You have him tied to a tree. <laughs> he get he just leans down and grabs whatever comes near him. Oh, it's a centaur. It's fine. It, it's it's lunch. Oh. Why does anything come near him? I would stay the heck away. <laughs> One of Aragog's children decided he wanted to go out for a snack, and he ended up being a snack. There's that three. This method of teaching oculomancy has to possibly be the worst teaching method humanly possible. Like, I'm just going to, instead of teaching Harry the basics, he just immediately just attacks his mind, doesn't tell him how to defend himself, how it works, the basics of what it is. He's just like, here, let's do this. He just says defend. Yeah. Child, child, uh, torturing aside for Snape, um, 
he is a crap teacher. Like, <laughs> he just writes the directions on the board and expects the kids to do what they're supposed to. No. Yeah. You have to go step by step by step by step. You can't just write the instructions and expect them to get it right. Yeah. And, like, a lot of times he doesn't even write full instructions. He just writes ingredient lists. Yeah. Like, you need, like, half a pound of this or, like, whatever. Doesn't tell you whether you should crush it, chop it, like, mix it in a stew. Like, what are you doing with it? He's just so vague. He's the, I'm sure he's a great potions master. He's just the we know last person potions to be master with all the yeah. uh, markings he did in his book. Yeah, yeah. he's a, a great potions creator, but like, he definitely, under no circumstances, should be allowed anywhere near children. Ever. Also, Harry, I hate to be the one to tell you this, but your, your father and your godfather were severe bullies, and, and like probably Remus and and Peter too. Like, I'm not gonna lie. You know, he did whatever he could to just stick around in the cool group, and Raymond was like, "I can't control them." So, oh well. <laughs> he doesn't do anything to stop them either. No, he doesn't. And it's just like you know, that's also terrible. Like James and Sirius might be the ones like actually doing the bullying, but standing there and willingly let them do this repetitively is equally terrible. Like, come on, Remus. I love but- how it was said that like they made. Ramus, what a head boy or prefect, in the hopes that he'd be able to control James and Sirius. It's like no, no you just no. gave them more free access. <laughs> <laughs> like you, it's not like it was just two people in this group that were like terrible or anything like that. It is a full blown like quartet of terror. Like that's just all there is to it. What fucking freak is over there being like, oh, yes, this little 11-year-old deserves to be tortured? I mean, I've met my fair share of 11-year-olds and I just want to punt across the fucking fence. (laughs) I mean, fair enough. (laughs) But, like, at the same time, as much as I don't like children, I've never considering using blood magic to torture one before. You know, like maybe like putting a silencing spell on one of them so I never have to hear any noise they make ever again. <laughs> this but is a like, pretty accurate portrayal of a standardized testing right here. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It is. It really, Especially the really looks is. on their faces. Like Ron was me. Like, yeah. I don't know what the heck this is. <laughs> yeah. This is like, this is so confusing. Can't talk. Oh, no, Umbridge. <laughs> something is happening. It's out of your control. Thank you. Also, look how that document opens up. Like, my God. <laughs> it unfolds in, like, multiple directions. <laughs> standardized testing was hard enough. Can you imagine trying to take the SATs or, like, the standardized testing? <laughs> and it's, like, you're opening it and it's unfolding forwards and backwards and underneath. I, I don't know if, like, in Texas we had, like, the little, like, we had a little, like, piece of tape on the side. Yeah. Of- <laughs> And you had to, like, tear it open. That was hard enough. Yeah. And, like, to do it and not rip all of the pages in the process was such a pain. It's like, who thought to put a sticker on the world's thinnest paper? <laughs> it was so annoying. <laughs> I love how some of the uh, the fireworks make a beeline straight for Crab Goyle and Malfoy. 
I will admit that dragon firework is amazing. And whatever the twins did to create that is a, it's incredible. And how the filmmakers went from grop to that. <laughs> I hope they didn't have to do more than one take of destroying those things. I couldn't even imagine how pissed I would be if you didn't get it in one shot. I have to clean it all up, then put it all back and do it again. Like, oh no, I couldn't do that. And a great love- advertisement for who's the store. Who's kid in the back who's wearing fucking like? Who's this kid wearing his plaid shirt while everyone's in their uniforms? I think those are the younger students that are. Yeah, the one of them is I think supposed to be Colin Creevy. I think, I think so. that's who that is. And I think or, one or of the-, the Colin's brother. It's one of them. I think it's Colin Creevy because I think Harry addressed him by name and called him Colin. Oh. During one of the uh, meetings. See, now this is the start of where Harry just loses all respect I have for him because he's freaking out and seeing a vision of Sirius and instead of contacting anyone like Sirius, Dumbledore, McGonagall, Snape would have been an okay choice. Literally anyone. He just immediately goes, we should leave the school on invisible beasts none of you can see. Mm-hmm. Like you Doesn't know, you're going into a trap. Yeah. Doesn't Hermione tell him to talk to an adult? And he's like, probably no. yes. Oh, they took all the portraits down too. Yeah, they ordered Filch to take them all. Can you imagine how tedious that would be? How many portraits are in that school, and you have to take them all down with like, no magic? Oh my god. I w- I'm afraid I would just drop them straight down all of the floors. Because he would have to put them away. Like, I would just be like, you don't want these anymore? Okay. And then just let go. And be like, hey, it's not like Filch gives a shit about whether or not a student gets hurt. So, like, shooting if one of them falls on a student, he's not going to care. Well, it, he, you know, he did it happily because he did it for Umbridge. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in, see, that is some kind of love triangle. If, if Fudge is in love with Filch, it's a perfect love triangle. Because you have uh, Filch being in love with Umbridge and Umbridge is in love with Fudge. And if you could get Fudge to be in love with Filch, it, it's perfect. <laughs> she slaps the student! Like, well, she, like, I, oh, it was bad enough, and now we resorted to physically, like, actually hitting these children, like, across the face. Even Snape is staring at her, like, what? <laughs> it's like, no, 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 you don't get to take this from me. It's like, I want to slap this kid since I knew about him. Like, let me do it. Yeah, he's, like, <laughs> on the edge of being, like, you go, girl, for slapping this kid I hate, but also, like, I didn't get a slap him, but also, some level of morality tells him that's probably not a good thing. Look at her face. I'm not supposed to take her seriously. I knew. I like how at this point, because Snape is just like, I have no idea what he's talking about. She doesn't even try. She's just like, she knows she's not getting anything out of Snape at this point. She's just like, nope. 
she immediately goes to the Cruciatus curse. And she puts Fudge's picture down so he can't see it. That's what he's about to do. She can't let her lover see her indiscretions. Smart for Hermione for leading Umbridge straight into the Forbidden Forest to Grop and the Centaurs. Yeah. And says the key words right there. Yeah. Dumbledore's secret weapon. Weapon. She's very, she's the smartest witch of her age for a reason. Like, jeez. Umbridge is definitely not, because she totally buys this crap from 15-year-olds. <laughs> like, Umbridge is at this point so unhinged, like, that common sense is not registering to this woman. Anything but- that will get her to stay in control. Yep. And feed the lies. Also, I'd like to point out, the rope did not work. Yeah. No, it did not. No, it, it would. It's a rope, and like it, it, that size ratio of rope to giant is not enough. I'm also surprised that the rope was like torn and not like half the tree trunks are missing. Yeah, right. I'm impressed. The, the... It's not touched for the tree. Yeah, like I'm impressed that tree stayed put. I like how she's hiding now behind the students. Like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to hide behind these little 15-year-olds now. Thank you. I warned you. This is racist umbrage right here. Near I will give her credit. Fast reflexes. Yeah. Because those arrows were fast. This is her mistake by attacking a centaur. Yeah. In their hometown. This is their area. This is their their turf. Yeah. Yeah. He's the only one smart enough. Like, we need to get the fuck out of here. Like, this is not going to go well. Really surprised she survives this. Like, you honestly would just assume that they were going to kill her. No, they do much, much worse to her. I was not happy when she came back in book seven. (laughs) Like, I was. Happy that wanted her to die. Like, just let her die. I'm not happy that she came back either, but she came back a broken, broken piece of human. Yeah. Oh, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> There's no coming back from what those centaurs did to her. Yeah, it's true. Slow clap for Grop and the centaurs here. For right? <laughs> <laughs> I was hungry. I wanted some sweets. And damage Ginny right there. Yeah. She was the one who got them out. I'm not wrong. <laughs> they do like to give Jenny's accomplishments credit to other people. Well, and like half of Hermione's dialogue in the movie is actually Ron's dialogue. That's why yeah. Ron is so boring in the movies. Yeah, and like all of this, a lot of the support for Harry that comes from Ron is all just given to Hermione. So. It's like the especially what was it in the third movie when they said if you wanted to go through Harry you'd have to go through us too that was Ron's line not Hermione's yeah that was Ron's line so like you know I think I would I would be irritated at that because like Ron is like the heart of the trio but they give that to Hermione yeah even though she's supposed to be the brains yeah Harry's the brawn because he doesn't like can't do anything but fight he's a jock <laughs> yeah he's he a is jock. the jock. Hermione's a nerd, and then Ron actually, you know, Ron's the comic relief. Yeah, that too. But like in the movies, that's all. Yeah. (laughs) Imagine how terrifying it would be to ride on the back of something you can't see. 
So it is literally just you suspended in air, hoping that this creature you can't see is real. This is the real reason why Hermione never wants to fly on anything ever. <laughs> I would like to know how they got into the ministry and where exactly they left all the threstles. Are they just wandering London streets? Just visibly <laughs> eating shit? Like, imagine but, like there, one walks by and like a muggle's just walking along and it just takes, it starts chewing on his hat. I forgot how they got into the ministry. They, they used the same way Harry got in with, um, Arthur? By Arthur, magic, right? The, yeah. The, um, or the, no, the phone booth. The phone booth. The phone booth. Yeah. Because Harry remembered the code, which was just magic. Right. The, the thing about the um, this area of the Ministry of Magic is it's supposed to be, like, super secret and hard to get into. And yet... There were, like, so uh, many revolving doors and stuff that they had to go through to find it. But why is it... That every, like, defense capabilities of wizards is broken by students. All the way from the first book, when they had, like, the defenses to get to the Philosopher's Stone, all the way up into the Ministry of Magic itself. They're all broken by children. Literal children. This is like our earlier conversation about Gen Z right here. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They'll get it done. (gasps) <gasps> how did he read that i so got your name on that. it like there's <laughs> nothing written there neville also it's very conveniently placed on the corner <laughs> right the room of prophecies i just start destroying everything just seeing the one eye like circulate through that fog or mist <laughs> that ball is hilarious like and like a pair of lips too like it's a single eye and a pair of lips i'll never not be convinced that there wasn't a lot more to that prophecy than what he heard just because he got interrupted yeah there were two parts there were two parts of that prophecy because i remember in the book they said that voldemort only heard like the second half and like missed the first half which is why he was so determined to get to harry snape heard it didn't he wasn't it yeah snape Snape heard the whole thing well no snape only heard part of it yeah. He's only heard part of it because the only people that knew the full prophecy were Trelawney and Dumbledore when she had it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then Snape, what Snape heard, he went and told Voldemort. Right. I, I'm sorry. I've never noticed Lucius Malfoy's face in this scene, but he's over there talking and about to give like dramatic evil monologue and then Bellatrix laughs. That look that crosses his face is I'm married into this family and I regret it. Willingly. <laughs> like, but- Huh. Fun fact: When they were filming this, and huh. Bel- you know Helena was doing all that stuff, and I was cackling yeah. in the back, and Lucius kept turning to her, was like, "Just concentrate. Stop interrupting me." <laughs> so, like that—that that face that you just saw him make is probably like legit. Like you're interrupting yeah. my script. I will admit the Death Eater outfits are very cool looking and very color coordinated. Like they've even got the accessories down pat. Like everybody's wearing silver. Like everybody's wearing like black on black. Like they, somebody had designed these outfits. That's who is the Death Eater stylist? Because that's what I want to know. Where's my HGTV show of Death Eater styling 101? Right? (laughs) 
because they're very on point. Hmm. Well, at least they fired their last designer because they look like members of the KKK before. <laughs> oh, that's very oh, true. That's very true because they look the much ads. better now. Because though that in the fourth movie, whoo. And then the bone masks too. Oh. <laughs> Someone's like, "Yeah, we can't keep doing this." <laughs> I would like to know how a group of fifteen-year-olds took out trained Death Eaters with Stupefy. Like, you can't be serious. The number, like, the amount of damage these kids do in this, like, that everyone does in this room, is ridiculous. Yeah. I would start destroying the walls of prophecies, you know, to cause chaos and distraction. And, like, use an Accio charm to, like, one of those giant things of shells and get it to collapse. Isn't that what they do at the Time Turner shelf in the book, is they push it over? Yeah, I think so. Did they push it over, or did the giant, giant brains... Attacking Ron, push it Probably over. Probably both, in all honesty. I want to know what spell that is that they use to, like, smoke their way around, like, weird smoke snakes floating through the air. Because it looks so... Like, screw Apparition. I want to do that. Like, I don't know what it is, but I want to do it. It seems a lot less dangerous than Apparition. Thank you, <laughs> Luna's just gonna stand there and let them fall on her. Yeah. <laughs> look at all oh, the pretty lights pretty. falling down. <laughs> <laughs> also, how many fucking Sears has the UK had? Like, Jesus. Like, legit Sears. Yeah. Because there's a lot of prophecies. Yeah, because only like two of those are drawn. <laughs> yeah. How did that not break when they fell, by the way? Right. What? How is your first instinct to land with your hand turned upwards and not down? Isn't the the veil, like, in the book, isn't it some kind of, like, there's a curtain kind of thing in it? Not weird mist? Yeah, like, it's an actual yeah, it was a curtain. Yeah. I was reading on Pottermore when they first released stuff about it that it had been there, like, longer than anybody knew and they didn't know anything about it like where it came from or anything it was just there and it had always like been there so they built their ministry around i guess that's what was weird to me too it's just like either you took a huge piece of rock out of the ground and moved it here or you just built the ministry around it because that was weird to me they brought a piece of stonehenge with them i mean maybe this was what was in the middle of stonehenge <laughs> <laughs> how convenient that there's just happens to be one death eater for every kid and that's the exact amount of death eaters i would just smash it like you heard the prophecy it, it doesn't even honestly matter what it says it could tell you anything i would smash it just so that they didn't have to hear it right i wonder if you threw it through the veil if it would just disappear beyond the veil yeah that would be a good idea don't give it to her oh neville Neville and your Neville showing his like real f some of his first signs of bravery. So. Right, his real Gryffindorness. Also, right. please like Neville, shut up. <laughs> Why? It looks like he's about to like recite Hamlet. 
<laughs> holding that thing up there like that. Also, how did he get there? Did you operate into the middle? Pretty sure you can't. I'm especially not in this area. The whole oh, yeah. there's no way. But they all do. In a weird glow of angelic light. <laughs> Every like, time they aberrate somewhere they're not supposed to be able to aberrate, I think of a very Potter musical. <laughs> and we're like, you can't aberrate inside of Hogwarts, right? Right. And then smack someone. Couldn't <laughs> <laughs> you have moved this fight away from the veil? You would think so. But in the like, very beginning, Sirius uses his wand to deflect spells, but his other hand as well. Which I always thought was really cool because he's doing magic with both hands. That's right, James. It's not James! I'm more impressed that Sirius, even after like all of the years in Azkaban, still has reflexes that are that good. Now, did she shoot the curse at him in the book or did he just fall through the veil he she used a, a whip like a golden whip and it hit him and it struck him in the chest and that made him fall back into the veil yeah so she and actually... i had wanted so much to see that spell because it seemed really cool sounding like in the book it's like it was a giant like golden whip or something that came out and she flung it and it hit him right in the chest and uh oh. She uses it again at some point. I can't remember what for, but he falls through the veil. It's not the killing curse that hits him. It's just that he falls through the veil. I feel really bad for Remus at this point. He's literally lost everyone again. I mean, spoiler alert, he gets to join them in about two years. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After being in the most awkward relationship possible. Like, that relationship with Tonks made so little sense. It was Zero. so weird. She likes her older men. Ugh. Like, I I feel like it was a poor choice on everybody's part. Like, Remus did it out of, like, grief. Oh. Creepy, creepy snake face. <laughs> Voldemort didn't even use a spell to disarm Harry. He's just like, no. <laughs> Like, not, not today. No, it's just like, no. <laughs> Bitch, please. <laughs> At least Dumbledore came through the fucking fireplace. He <laughs> didn't means... apparate into the ministry. He went through the fireplace. Because Dumbledore just knows you can't apparate inside the ministry. <laughs> <laughs> he just, only apparation laws are broken for him inside the school. He'll obey them everywhere else. Can you imagine? how powerful Dumbledore was like in his heyday like this is him like at a hundred and like sixty something years old imagine how powerful he was like when he fought Grindelwald if, I hope if they, when they do the Fantastic Beast movies and they do that fight between the two of them I hope it's amazing because this you know fight right here between be. them is really cool but like I it hope it's amazing yeah. and fire snake <laughs> Also, Harry, where are all those defensive spells? You could be protecting yourself with a shield right now. Yeah, you could be fighting too, like something, anything. Setting, allowing all those little tiles hit you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, like, I'm picturing them filming this without uh -huh. any of the CGI. Just can you imagine these two people at each other just. <laughs> 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 
That's gotta be the funniest thing. I think what's interesting is that both of them are doing magic with both hands. Like, proving you don't need a wand to do magic. Like, Dumbledore, when he had that spear, was using both hands to do it. And non-verbally. And, and whatever the fuck this Shakira-like dancing move is. That <laughs> I'm sorry, but Dumbledore turns all those glass shards, like, into a fine powder. That's probably worse. Because that fine powder of glass just getting everywhere. I, can't, I just think about that getting in your eyes that's just like mm, why didn't you put like a like a create a, a solid barrier or something or like rubber like just jello a jello barrier <laughs> could you imagine Dumbledore in a fight with Voldemort the jello shield <laughs> jello shot if he could do this why hasn't he done this before right like he Voldemort possesses Harry like why did you wait until now to do this? You could have done this at any point and caused so much chaos and havoc. I don't think he realized he could until um, he came back because he has Harry's blood in the bell. Yeah. He's got that well, connection. Like, yeah, you have the whole year to do this. You're telling me at some point when Harry's busy flying on a broom, you couldn't have possessed him and made him fall off the broom and die? Like, there you go. You saved us several books. <laughs> <laughs> I would be curious though like Harry has a piece of Voldemort's soul in him if Harry himself dies and like it was his soul that died rather than Voldemort's would Voldemort then have a second body that he's possessing with a different fragment of his soul oh god that's horrifying that's a good question I have never considered that until now because when in the books, when Harry dies, the first part that dies is the additional soul. But if he, if Voldemort could kill Harry's soul rather than his own, he might have two vessels. And then imagine the implications of possessing Harry, killing the original like soul of Harry, and then masquerading as Harry for the rest of his time. And like, being Voldemort in Harry's body from that point forward and masquerading that's, as Harry. That's a terrifying That would be something interesting to read. I would definitely read that. Voldemort in these scenes is hilarious. Seeing him in like Harry's clothes <laughs> and all the random like facial expressions he makes. It's really weird. <laughs> This is really strange. You're a fool. Really? I'd like to know how he keeps the wand in his hand. His hand is fully open and tilted down. Like, do they have to put, like, a little strap around his finger and, like, hold it so it doesn't I fall on the floor? The bone on the end of it has, like, a hook on it. It probably has to have a hook because he's so dramatic. He's open hand gesturing <laughs> with his wand all the time. Like, no, oh, look. I love how, like, Fudge is just like, oh, shit. He's back. It's like, we've been telling you that for a year. It's like, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Thanks. Yeah, in How all honesty, if I was the minister, and at this point, the greatest evil that, you know, the country's ever faced is um, back, I'd just resign. I'd be like, <laughs> no. And I'm done. I would resign and then leave the country. Also, I'm sorry. Umbridge is pending investigation? I'm you, What? I never heard the results of that investigation. Did anybody else? 
Uh, no. Is Umbridge have a lovely little cell in Azkaban somewhere? Because I don't no, know. No, she's back in the ministry. That. She's back like, in the oh. fucking ministry. Torturing yeah, children with blood magic? What? You slapped a child. Like, <laughs> that alone will get you sent to jail. You would think so in front of witnesses. And it's just like, okay. The thing about it, too, is like, you can't even accuse these children of lying because you have a pensive and the Vera serum. And if you would bother to utilize any resources, you could prove the things that she's done. But, like, she was torturing children with blood magic, and nobody cares. Nobody ever cares, though. No one cares. Not about these guys. Not about these poor kids. Voldemort, or Voldemort. Dumbledore's excuse of, like, I was distancing myself from you, Harry, on purpose. And it's just, like, hoping that uh, Voldemort wouldn't, like, access your mind and stuff like that. Tell him why didn't you tell him that's what's happening to him he could have actively tried to fight it on a conscious everyday basis which would have built up his oculum and cc shields way faster than random torturous moments with snape and And like harry like harry goes off at dumbledore he's just like you need to tell me everything from now on because like Mm. we can't do this this game again yeah i would tell him and i'm just like um we're now creating a third side. It is no longer us versus Voldemort. It's you, Voldemort, and me. Three separate sides as of this moment. Harry was way too calm in that scene because it wasn't in the book. He ransacked Dumbledore's Yeah, he destroyed Dumbledore's office. The first thing he did when he got back to Hogwarts was go and grab the mirror shard that he was using to communicate with Sirius, which he never actually used, like, to communicate with Sirius. He never fucking, like, I don't think that was the characterization. Yeah, like, I don't think Harry not using the mirror was very good characterization of Harry because I he's so desperate to see and talk to Sirius at any given moment. And then he has the opportunity to do it at literally any given time that he wants to, and he never uses it. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would he do that? And, like, the one time they do communicate with uh, Harry and Sirius together, they still use the fireplace. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, use the mirror you were actively given. Like, it's just, it's stupid. So, Luna, dear, how many shoelaces do you have on one shoe? (laughs) That was a lot of shoelaces on those shoes. If you're putting up the flyers to collect your things, shouldn't you get your things before you go to the Great Hall? <laughs> Probably. Like, she looked at her shoes and then left. I'm like, oh, there okay. they are. I don't need them. I just needed to know where they were. Also, how does Flitwick let these Ravenclaws pick on Luna continuously to the point that she puts up flyers for her shit that's missing? Like, you can't tell me Flitwick or another teacher doesn't see that at some point why doesn't she just accio all of her stuff yeah that too like it'll just show up from wherever it's from where did harry get this suit jacket that he's wearing <laughs> i've never seen jacket. harry wear a suit jacket it is like professor lupin style suit jacket right there <laughs> where he got it from he raided lupin's closet i mean I did. lupin didn't want it anymore here harry you need Lupin's like, I'm going to be spending my time with the werewolves now, so here's all my nice clothes. I mean, I guess. It's just so weird. <laughs> and so, why are these children walking towards the lake through the forest? 
Like, that is not where the train is. It is in Hogsmeade, and you are walking through the forest. Oh, this movie is... This movie is something else. Like, that's just all there is to it. This movie is a trip and a half. And then some. There's so much wrong with this movie. There's so much wrong with wizards. They're stupid. I mean, that's They're so stupid. Oh, Lord. They're so stupid. There's no common sense anywhere. Mm. Ridiculous. Um, Any final thoughts on the Order of the Phoenix or the bullshit they're in? Uh, no (laughs) wizards are exhausting (laughs) it's the half-bloods and the the muggle-borns that drive me insane it's like you could have prevented so much of this from happening if you just threw in some muggle world stuff it's true i don't know how much of it is like this takes place in the 90s Versus, like, because, like, the the solution to communication in this, in in technicality, is not a cell phone. Like, I would immediately think it would be, because there's no real cell phones at this point. But, uh, no, but I'm pretty sure a pager would work a lot faster than an owl. True. Imagine the lingo that wizards would come up with with a magical pager. Like, I. uh, And it would be the shape of. the stupidest part is they would attach the pager to an owl and send it <laughs> well, they would. Like, stupid. Like, so you'd hand them a pager. It's like, it's a communication device. And it's like, great. Hand it to the owl. It's just like, oh. It's like, no. How did you do this? Like, don't do this. Like, no. No. It's like, no, you know, no, the- Arthur. Arthur, you press the button. And then I will get a resounding beep on mine. I, is that how pagers work? You communicate pager to pager? I thought it was phone to pager. But... I thought it was a page. I, I don't know, I actually. I never had I think it's phone to pager, and then, like, you call the number of the pager, and you have to hit, like, that. I'd, I've never used a pager before. Neither that was before I. me. <laughs> like, yeah, my was... mom had one, but, like, I don't really know how to Yeah. Work. My mom had one, and I never figured out how to use it. I don't recall my mom having one. I had rec- call her when i was very young having a very early cell phone i don't recall her ever having a pager i don't know if she ever had a pager but i recall her having this this brick of a phone (laughs) that we thought was the coolest thing because we had it and it was just i remember that but i don't remember a uh, a pager ariel any final thoughts on the wizarding world umbridge Um, all the bitchy bullshit Umbridge is the worst. <laughs> like the worst. Seconded, uh, like Umbridge number one, worst teacher humanly possible. Uh, and coming yeah. in at a close second, Snape. Snape. Oh yes, I have. I have told Misty of my my uh, fictional <laughs> character teacher list, and she's on <laughs> one. Um, it's true. Uh, but the only version of Umbridge that I will accept is from the very potter musical oh that's fair that's valid because i'm rich from the very potter musical is amazing first I of all still... it's a guy and he is huge and i love yeah. it and i just want the i am woman hear me smash on a shirt <laughs> i love that for umbridge like i want that like that is the only valid version of umbridge that's fair 
and it's the only valid version of Voldemort either, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, that's that's the really can I, can I have a picture of Voldemort in Umbridge's clothing? Just oh in sure. pink. Actually the same actor. <laughs> They're the same actors. <laughs> what? I'm gonna send you the image. Oh. <laughs> Honestly, they're all really. I'm gonna share my screen because they're Do all it. just something beautiful. <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the many faces oh of Voldemort Umbridge. Oh my god! Like this. Oh, is that it's, moment I'm talking about right there? Yeah, is, I am woman. Hear me, smell. <laughs> amazing. Like and this is the same actor that plays Voldemort in it, and it's just oh oh he cute too. <laughs> and he, he I like it's it's bizarre to think he's cute because he's both Voldemort and Umbridge, but he's not bad looking. No. And then the one who plays um, Lucius Malfoy, there he is. That's <laughs> Lucius Malfoy, <laughs> and at some point I think a centaur. I believe. Yeah, I think he was friends. Yeah, yeah, he plays a centaur too, and like, and then there's Snape that's next to him. It's just like it's very, it's very dramatic. And but like, uh, oh yes, remember Umbridge is Team Jacob. That's true. And, then, <laughs> and Voldemort's in love with Zac Efron. I believe. <laughs> we look when we finish the seven movies, we are going to watch. The Very Potter musical. I know, never seen I know. the Very Potter musical. Oh, we have to watch the like. We don't have to watch the third one because I wasn't a fan of the of the third one. But the first two the first are two. golden. Draco. Draco's a girl who's I know that the Draco's floor. a girl. I know that. It's in love with Hermione and sings about Hermione and going to the school on uh the moon. I think it is. Oh my God. Oh, it's there's something glorious. No, Mars, I think Mars. Yes, uh, Pickfarts is on Mars. Oh, oh Jesus! Oh, it's it's yeah. And Ch- Cho in this is the only Cho I like too. By the way, that's that's fair. And she has exactly one line, and it's like Cho Chang. <laughs> that's about it. And that's that's her that's her whole thing. And it's it's honestly it's the, oh, and then um, that's Dumbledore up here. And it, next to him is the scarf of sexual preference. <laughs> okay, it's uh, it's yeah, it's, it's a, a oh, beautiful you can thing. either kiss the Dementors or you can kiss Umbridge. I'll kiss the Dementors. Oh yeah, Umbridge is in love with Dumbledore in this. With yes, Dumbledore's. that's true. That's very true. So it's uh, it's it's a it's a lot, but it's something truly beautiful in every like possible that, way. That door her on the door yep oh it's it's amazing that's draco malfoy like the blonde is draco malfoy <laughs> is that daring chris as harry yes. yeah okay yeah this is what he did before so but yeah no it's this we will watch this like if i have to sit through star wars we will be watching the mary potter musical first okay <laughs> you think you act as though you're pulling my leg with this i want to see this it's amazing and we'll watch the first two we'll do we'll have to do that because it's it honestly the best thing to come out of the harry potter fandom is is this series like it's amazing so 100 recommend. that's true the puppet palace is pretty funny too 
but I, I, there's nothing better than Draco Malfoy on the floor singing about pig farts. Like, it's just, it will always bring me joy. That Umbridge smash and then like falling, like Voldemort being in love with Zac Efron is just something truly glorious. And yeah, you can't make that shit up. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, any final thoughts? Anything else? I think this is the movie that really hammers home how incompetent wizards are and really just makes all three of the trio understand that this is the point where you should give up on the adults and do shit yourself. Of course, most of their problems in the earlier movies could have been avoided by talking to adults um, at any given point for literally anything the only but, adult that would actually listen to them would have been mcgonagall and they sure. didn't even try to talk to her like granted she listened to them when he when harry woke up from his dream about ron's dad like he she listened to him like right away she was like mm -hmm. okay but that also tells you that dumbledore was probably telling her about the connection with the dreams before so she knew about those connections in the dreams and that's why she believed him and took him directly to Dumbledore. So, like, you know, there's a little give and take. Like, I really like McGonagall, but she has a little bit of too much loyalty for Dumbledore. Because it is detrimental to everybody else in a lot of ways. So, but, uh, but yeah. So, Ariel, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Ariel. You're welcome. <laughs> It's always fun to have new people on the podcast. So, and you guys will he get to hear from Ariel in the future as a part of the D&D. She'll <laughs> guest star on one of our episodes for us. It's so. going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be absolutely fun. And Ani has no idea the trolling I'm going to be doing for her in this <laughs> campaign and the absolute level of holy shit that I'm expecting from them in return. So I'm excited for the trolling. I feel like Erin is both excited and apprehensive at the same time. <laughs> As you both should be. No. Yes. I No. Why would I be that way? Like, I... <laughs> knowing how I started my friendship with you... Fair really? Enough. Yeah, that's fair. That's valid. Uh, yeah, I don't know if you know this, Ariel, but, like, I started... I just walked up to her during one of our shifts and just started spewing, like, my week... My, like, whatever happened to be during the week. Whether it was Lots school, of details, so yeah, many the details. details on like what happened at school, what happened in class, what happened with whatever date I went on. <laughs> She's just like, "Why are you telling me this?" I'm pretty sure Ariel heard it because, like, I was just like, "This new girl at work, <laughs> like, is oversharing some personal details with me." So I'm pretty sure she probably heard that line well, when it was happening. What 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 was it? We were in the Misty and I were in the, like the same class in college. It was a speech class, yeah. and like, was it you or me that made like an anime reference? And then we kind of like looked at each other. Yeah, it was like an instant connection. Like, ooh, ooh, and then and we, we cross each other in the library, and it's just fandom, fandom, fandom. I ship yep. this. You ship that. We spent three hours talking in that library about nice. fandom stuff, and it was it was downhill from there because the amount of OCs and fan fiction stuff <laughs> you and I have created together. Ariel and I have created worlds, like genuine worlds, and only one of which is the American Wizarding World. 
yeah so many fan like so many things the amount of detail that we put into these fandoms the amount of time and effort we spent into creating like the naruto stuff and then all of the that was the longest one that's years of planning and stuff that took the most work (laughs) it did oh my god he's fucking naruto it's complicated and at some point involves uh like a time dimension hopping goddess and just oh god. <laughs> which we all just kind of ignore like we just uh, that's not okay. that didn't happen it's, it's fine but uh created our own american wizarding world um we've created we've created quite a bit so like we have, a, we have a few hp uh, we a- have multiple Harry Potter AUs. Yeah, we do. There's the time traveling one, and then there's, there's the, the normal one. There's the American. One. There is. There's the Marauders era one. There's the American Wizarding World one. So that was, we've we've done a lot. We've created a lot of things. So it, our our friendship started with fandoms, and it went and it kept going. Like it, we did another fandom. We did Haikyuu like did what, Haikyuu. last year or something. Yes. Yeah, it was like yes. last year, I think. So like it, it's it's so much fun like it's so much fun to do it so wish we had more time to do it more often but <laughs> well when we find another fandom that screws up like if my hero screws themselves over we can fix that too <laughs> look look if my hero academia fucks up the way some of our other fandoms have done like i'm gonna lose i'm gonna just no if bakugou if bakugou dies at the end of this series i'm done like fuck it all and yes i am caught up on the series like mm. he's in the middle of in that uncertain point of whether he's dead or not and i'm just like i'm gonna be i know i'm not actually caught up i keep telling ray i'm like we need to read we need to read yeah i keep getting articles about it and it pisses me off and i'm just like "Mm, he better not die i'm gonna kill somebody (laughs) i only found out about it because uh Something happened, that happened, and then Haikyuu got some news, and it yeah. was like, Bakugo had to die for this. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> I wasn't even, I was just trolling Haikyuu stuff, not, not my hero. Yep. So I had so, to go. Look, that author likes to do shit, so. But, uh, okay, well, I do believe we have finished Order of the Flame Flame Bird. <laughs> oh well we very much appreciate having you on ariel and uh the episode i think will come out in a couple weeks several weeks i we have three weeks two, three weeks yeah something like three weeks from now so but we'll let you know so when it's released so it'll be split into two parts so it'll be two episodes so yeah because i split the movies in half so but yeah so So it's uh it's been it's an interesting ride a wild ride harry potter movies only get weirder from here and uh stick around for the next parts guys bye bye oh thank you ariel thank you ariel it was fun it it? was fun ah here it is there we go Alrighty, I'm gonna go check the recording, make sure everything's all good to go. So perfect. And we've had guests. <laughs> My mom walks in a, into the patio at like 10, 11 in the morning, and she's like, mm-hmm. "You're recording tonight, right?" I'm like, "Yes. Why? Why are you? Why?" She's like, well, "I have guests coming over tonight. They wanted to come over." I'm like, "As long as you guys stay outside, yeah, and don't enter this patio, we're good." 
<laughs> She's like, oh, they can come? I'm like, I just said, do not come in this patio, and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's fine. She's like, not gonna ban you from having your friends over, Mom. <laughs> like, jeez. Well, it's nice that she's, you know, courteous about it, though. So oh, yeah. So they, they've been sitting outside, and my dad was like, hey, we can, you know, if you get hot, we can open a window. I'm like, Dad, I don't want your voices in the podcast. It's like, Fair oh, enough. Yeah. I'm like, moron. <laughs> like, we'll have to have, like, a little note, guest starring also, and then all of your friends and family. <laughs> it's all, like, a thumb <laughs> list on there. <laughs> no, right no. left. He went to work, I think. I think you might yeah. have heard. I think Athena might have barked once. That's okay. There's throughout all of our episodes, there's a cat and dog somewhere. Oh like yeah, you hear episode. my dog. You hear a uh, little bit. You hear uh, yep. Cookie. Yeah, there's always one animal guest star at least. So we need to start adding them in there, like guest starring also, like Cookie, because <laughs> so, Cookie's our most frequent visitor, I believe. Oh, you know what I should do? I should ask Jessica to create an illustrator image of Cookie. Oh, there you go. That would be cute. Aww. Yeah, I should do right. that right now. All right. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Tune in next week for more fuckery because we have some serious questions and concerns. Flame Flame Bird. Flame Flame Bird. <laughs> Which is a much better name than Phoenix. And student abuse. And student abuse. Order of the student abuse Flame Flame Bird. <laughs>